Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts on this Friday edition of the show. We're continuing Tier Maker Thursday by discussing the tiers that we rank the NFC running backs in today. And I think there's going to be some elite backs. There will be, at least for me. Kyle, how are we doing? Uh, yes, Multiple elite backs will be declared today on the show. None in the AFC, though, remember? None in the AFC. No elite backs in the AFC. I think that I had Le'Veon Bell and Joe Mixon were great backs in the AFC. Imagine imagine not having Melvin Gordon in your He's a good back. great you know, back I, tier. Do I need to go back and pull the audio clip from yesterday in which you verbatim said Melvin Gordon is a good player? Yeah, I undersold him in that one sentence. It was a slip. And then I went on to prove to you very clearly why he's a great back and arguably an elite back and probably an elite back if we're only talking about 2018. The highest missed tackle, the second highest missed tackle rate forced per carry in the league. Nobody does more with less than Melvin Gordon. They got a dynamic passing offense, but we're not talking about the AFC. The only thing we're talking about the AFC this week, Joe. Yeah. Today on the show is that you and I have a date. Oh, are you going to say it? We're going to Orchard Park, baby. <laughs> We're going to Orchard Park this year. I'm fired up. Going to walk into the the eye of the storm in Bills Mafia. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. Oh, who are the, who are the Bills playing that day? We're going to Orchard Park. Who are the Bills playing? Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, oh, God. Miami Dolphins number one. That's who. The Miami Dolphins. Josh Rosen, you're QB1, Josh Rosen. Oh, it's going to be tough to watch Jerry Hughes. Mm. Nah, man, we got Jordan Mills. Yeah, so you know, Shaq Lawson will suddenly become a great pass rusher. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. Dolphins always have that guy. There's a guy on every single team that's like a shit pro, but when they play the Dolphins, he turns into Superman, and it mm. drives me nuts. Yeah, it'll be it Shaq Lawson. Rob Ninkovich, when it was the Patriots, it was Rob Ninkovich. Just consistently just killed us every single year. But this has been decided over the course of the last 24 hours, and I figured we would start teasing it up now, Joe. Let everybody uh, know that it's, it's going to be a fun time. October is it 20th? I believe so, yes. Kyle Krabs is going through a table. It's going to be great. I'll I'll take you with me, though. I'm not going through a table, brother. I am friendly with the mafia. No, I'm putting you through the table. We're going to do it pro wrestling. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm just going to let you put me through a table, Kyle. I'll do a heel turn, or not even a heel turn. I'll put you through the table and start to celebrate, and then somebody else from Bill's Mafia can run up and powerbomb me through a different table. I don't think I'm going through a table that day. Yeah, I, there has to be a catalyst. You have to be the sacrificial lamb. I think that's why you're coming, Kyle. I think I'll no. be. I think I'll be just fine not going through a table. 
That's fine. I'll pick you up from the airport and put you through one there. Yeah. Yeah. It won't be documented. People won't see it. So that's fine. Yours will be. Yours will be. (sighs) Running backs, NFC. Dallas Cowboys first. Ezekiel Elliott, huh? Yeah. So you go first on the first eight, and then I'll go first on the second eight. Ezekiel Elliott's an elite running back in the NFL. And he, I mean, you look at, especially this past year, where he caught 77 footballs. And I thought that him really becoming a true multifaceted player and the catalyst for a good Cowboys offense really says a lot. Obviously, his rookie season was outstanding. Uh, Some bumps along the way in the sophomore season with some of the -the off-the-field stuff. But uh, there's a big enough sample size right now for me with Zeke Elliott to say this is an elite running back in the NFL. Now, I almost boxed myself. I actually did box myself in here a little bit, Joe. I did 25 under 25 about six months ago. And I had Christian McCaffrey rated one spot ahead of Ezekiel Elliott. And I had Christian McCaffrey as a great back. I'm also going to have to put Ezekiel Elliott, who I ran Christian McCaffrey ahead of him, spoiler alert, as a great back, not an elite back. And here's why. Zeke's greatest quality, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, is the durability factor. If you put him up against the elite physical talents at the position, he doesn't quite run as fast. He's not quite as explosive. He's not quite as dynamic as the elite backs who catch the football out of the backfield. Now, he, he grew a lot as a pass catcher in 2018. Some of that was out of necessity with the wide receivers that they had until they brought in Amari Cooper and suddenly everything opened up. Zeke's a great back, but because he's not an elite physical talent, he's just a great back. Whoa! I've, I've said it like four times. Why are you surprised now? The end. I thought you were maybe trying to – like I've listened to you talk a lot over the last many years – I thought maybe you were like building up like a, a potential like plot twist to say he's an elite back. No, and then you just good, didn't do it. He's a great if he's a great back, and if I had to rank the backs that were in the great tier, he would be the first one off the elite list. That's not so, true. McCaffrey would be. Oh, that was a tease. Yes. So you have multiple elite backs in the NFC, but Zeke Elliott is not one of them. Correct. The handle, Cowboys fans, is at grinding the tape. Uh, don't search under Kyle Krabs because his name right now is Flex Luther. Like this man up. Kyle Krabs again. Oh, did you switch it back? It was a pain yeah, in the ass. I was trying to search for the other day, and I typed in Kyle Krabs, and nothing came up. I'm like, what is going on right now? Yeah, I hate to see it. Listen, it's it's because the hair's grown back out. Okay, it's no longer true, huh? Yeah, I can't. I'm not not bald anymore, so I can't be Lex Luther. All right, so uh, I am. Uh, man, you are stingy. You are stingy with the rankings, Kyle. New York Giants, Saquon Barkley. Elite back in the NFL. I know he only played for one season, but in one season on a bad New York Giants offense, this man racked up 2,028 yards from scrimmage, dynamic, making people miss left and right, able to be a true focal point of an offense. He's going to be a problem for a long time. I think he's a special, special football player. Absolutely an elite back, even though he's only played one year. Elite prospect coming out of college. Elite athleticism. Elite production. Saquon Barkley is an elite back in the NFL. Joe, he is the best back in the NFL. 
and I don't care what anybody said about taking him number two overall. This is the generational talent. We talk and tease about the phrase generational talent. Maybe the production could be, I don't want to say easily replicated, but you can find other backs that could give you marginally less production. But this is a special player that's going to be a focal point of the New York Giants for a very long time. Elite talent. 91 receptions last year, Kyle. Yeah. Oh, God. He's he's good. He's elite. You could say he's elite. So you have you have another back in how many more backs do you have in the elite tier? One. All right, and you already told us who it is. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Did I? Yeah, you told it was McCaffrey. No, McCaffrey's in the great tier. Holy smokes. Okay. I, I cannot wait to find out who this is. All right. Well, let's keep rolling then. All right. Philadelphia Eagles, Jordan Howard is the assumed at this point starting running back. I have Jordan Howard. Don't you dare say not for me. No, he's he's uh I gotta find his picture here. He's in the good tier. Spoiler. Yeah, uh, oh, he's on the I'm looking for a guy in a Bears uniform. It hasn't clicked to me that he, he's on the Eagles. <laughs> I said the name, it's the I Eagles. know, but you still think Jordan Howard, you still think of the Bears. I haven't rewired myself yet. Man, this is tough. Like I got him in the good tier, Kyle, and I, I mean, he's he's had a really solid three year run to start his career, and he's a good good football player. But I don't know that he has anything special that puts him into the higher tiers. I think he's a quality starting back, and I don't know that he's special in any one area that makes him more than a good starting running back. I agree with you. He's a good back. Solid production. He's a tough runner between the tackles. He's light on his feet for his size. Yeah. Right? He's 225. Yeah. But really wasn't a good fit in Chicago. Uh, I'm surprised that Philly was the team that wanted to peg him uh, with all the zone concepts that they run. Yeah. I felt like Howard would have been a little bit more effective in a, a downhill role, but maybe they kind of have a, a, a sub part of the, the package carved out for him. So uh, I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But he's a good back, and I'm looking forward to seeing just how much of that workload he can take in Philadelphia. Washington Redskins, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson's not for me uh, at this point in his career. And – um, I recognize that he had a really nice season last year, uh, even though. Careful. Matt, Matt Val. I know. Matty I know. Hunt you down. I don't want to go back to our takes on takes from, was it, I don't know if it was this week or last week, but yeah, we questioned that signing going into the year, and I thought that was a good question to have. But at this point in his career, I, I mean, I'm not expecting much from him. And I think it's only a matter of time that Darius Geis is the lead back in, in Washington, and I certainly love his steel, his ceiling if he can remain healthy. But right now, I don't know where you put Adrian Peterson anywhere other than not for me. He is not for me. Moving on. Chicago Bears, Tariq Cohen. So I had – when we have five tiers. Elite, great, good, jury still out, and not for me. And, the health and, disclaimer are you throwing out right now? Just let me get through it. And it's, before I, we agreed on the not for me category, I had productive but limited. 
And then I did all 32 packs, and I realized that Tariq Cohen is the only pack in the in this category. Like, I created my own tier for him. I think the deal with Tariq Cohen is that he's going to be a fine piece of an NFL offense. You can use him as a space player. He has some value in the return game. He catches the football well. But you're never going to – he's never going to be your guy, 5'6", 180 pounds. You know, he's, he's, he's a role player on an offense. So I have him in the good tier. He was probably the most difficult person to slot because I think he's good in his role, but he's not a lead back, and I don't think he'll, that'll ever be what he does. But for what he does, he's very good. You did well. I was a little worried when you started there, but you did well. You did a nice job. What were you so thinking I was going to get crazy there? I had no idea. I didn't know if you were going to say jury's still out because he's <laughs> he's never been a lead back. He's never had 100 carries before. I don't know. I don't know. You 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 can wiggle your way into some some pretty impressive mental gymnastics. I just didn't didn't want you to go there, and you didn't. All right. I'll give you credit. You didn't. And I agree with you. Uh, Tariq Cohen, much more of a pass-catching back, right? He has 124 receptions in his career. Uh, 186 rushing attempts in his career. He's actually got uh, more receiving yards than he does rushing yards to this point. Almost 1,900 yards from scrimmage and 11 touchdowns. So he's productive in what he does, and because of that, he's a good back. The jury's not out on him. We know exactly what he is. Yeah. But he's he's a limited, as you said, player, and I don't think he'll ever exceed the good back tier. But he's very exciting at what he does. Detroit Lions, carry on Johnson. Plotter. No. Joe's favorite two-down, heavy-footed plotter. Brother, when I watched him end that peach ball against UCF, I felt like that was the correct take. Uh, But, man, he was so important to this team. We didn't get to see enough of him last year. I wish we could have seen more. But in the games that he did play, you you just knew that he was was different than what we've seen in Lions running backs. And I think he has the – Potential to get in the great tier right now. I have him in the good tier. Uh, really impressed with how good of a receiver he was as a rookie. And um, I think he's got a, a lot of, of room to, to really expand to become an even bigger part of the Detroit offense. I think he'll be the lead guy, you know, going into the season. And I'm excited about what he can become. He's a good back with a lot of room to get better. Two 100-yard rushing games. Yeah. And, and that was like the first time in a million years for Detroit, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he tor- torched the Miami Dolphins for 158 on the ground. I told you, guys have career <laughs> career years all the time. Um, carry on for me is in jury still out. As you said, we didn't get to see enough of him. He only played in 10 games last year, rushed for 641 yards, looked very good doing it. But durability now, you got to stay healthy for a full 16 games, and we got to see carry the load because Detroit's going to try and get give him the load to carry. They finally stopped going after guys like Tariq Cohen and Philip Lindsay to be their lead back and actually picked a guy who plays physical in a physical division. Weird how that works. Jury's still out, but I feel very good about his pro prospects because I liked him a lot coming out of college. Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones. I have Aaron Jones. Uh, I just wish he got the ball more. That's the thing with Aaron Jones. He's in the good tier for me. Would love to put him higher, but he's going to have to command and get a bigger – chunk of the pie for me to put him there. I mean, whenever he gets a football, he's really good. Five and a half yards per carry across two seasons in the NFL. Uh, He's only had 214 carries across those two seasons. Caught the football really well this past season. I just wanted to to be a bigger part of of what happens in Green Bay. And I think if he got those touches, 
we could talk about him potentially as a, as a great tier guy. I love his contact balance and how creative he gets as a runner. He runs pissed off. I mean, he's one of the angriest runners in the league. Love that about him. Just give him the ball more. We can do that, Matt LaFleur. Let's hope that happens moving forward because I know he's got talent. Now, you summed him up nice, but he is jury still out for me because you said the workload is just not where it needs to be for us to really feel like we've got a thumb on Aaron Jones and his ability to play at a high level of our full 16-game season. Joe, uh, last one for the leadoff for you, the Minnesota Vikings and Dalvin Cook. Man, the injuries have already been a problem for him, and it pisses me off. And he still found a way to be productive when he's had chances to touch the football, averaging 4.7 yards per carry, caught the football really well last year, um, and behind a, a bad offensive line. And, you know, this this offensive line should be a lot better. That entire interior offensive line is upgraded. Pat Elfline at guard, Josh Klein's a starting caliber guard on the other side, and Garrett Bradbury at center I'm really excited about. I think this, this is a better unit. Um, and I think that should be only helpful for Dalvin Cook. But the injuries only played in 15 games through two seasons, four as a rookie and 11 in, in 2018. I still have him in the good tier. Uh, I think we know what he is and what he can be. Uh, so I don't. I was comfortable not keeping him in the jury still out. But in a lot of ways, some of the stuff I said about Aaron Jones, but not really because Dalvin Cook's not getting touches, he just hasn't been healthy. But I know what he can be, and I know that he has a lot of room to – to be an even bigger part of that Minnesota offense. Hope he stays healthy because I think he can get into this great tier if he if he does. Here's the problem for me, Joe. We've seen injuries derail running backs before. And I th- I guess I'm still scared of Dalvin Cook's recovery from injury and not looking like the dynamic version of himself that he was when he first came into the league, right? He played four games, had 354 rushing yards in four games, looked really, really good, was averaging 111 yards from scrimmage in those four games before he went down with injury. And I just, I need to, I need a bigger body of work to feel like this is the player that we saw Dalvin Cook be at Florida State. So for me, he's in the jury still out here. Pretty, I'm pretty speculative of the uh, the NFC North here. I see that three, three, three of the backs here and jury still out. And I think Atlanta I, Falcons. Go ahead. I, I what did I? I had uh, I didn't have anybody in jury still out, did I? Everybody's good. Everybody's Joe, good. <laughs> Joe's that teacher that gives everybody a B yeah. plus because they tried hard. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's a bad take. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons, Devonta Freeman. We know who Devonta Freeman is, Joe. And guess what? Guess what? Oh, what? He's a good running back in the NFL. Do I think he's great? No. But I love the fit, and he's in a system that perfectly accentuates what he does well. And sometimes that can take a good player and yield great production if you're in the right kind of system and the right kind of fit, which is exactly – the kind of marriage that I see with the Atlanta Falcons and their offense and Devonta Freeman. All right there with you. Have him in the good tier, solid running back. He's the most valuable to uh, the Falcons. Uh, I feel like that's just the perfect spot for him and he'll continue to be productive, but I don't know that he'll ever be in that great tier. Carolina Panthers, Joe, keep pounding your hometown, not hometown, but your, your local keep pounding Panthers. Yep. Christian McCaffrey. 
1,965 yards from scrimmage last year. Is that good? Very good. 326 touches. You remember when there was some speculation on on if Christian McCaffrey had enough size to be a running back in the NFL? He's just fine. He's just fine, and he's a great back in the NFL. He would probably be the first back off of my elite tier with Ezekiel Elliott hot on his tail. These are two very, very great backs. Uh, McCaffrey, five yards per carry. So he had the big jump in production last year as far as per touch on the ground, which was huge. But obviously, anytime you've got a back that can rush for 1,000 yards and then catch 107 footballs and really be a threat, a three-down threat, legit three-down threat, he runs much tougher than his size would would indicate if you were to just give him the eyeball test. But the dude has like low-key become super yoked. He's like, he's thick. He's, he's really embracing, like, you got to build up your body to take the, the wear and tear and, and pound of being a guy that has 300 plus touches in the NFL. And I'm really excited to see his career development continue because it was one of those players that, you know, there was a lot of speculation. Does the value of the pick when he was coming out of Stanford, you know, is that relevant with positional value running back? I think players like this are the reason why the answer is yes right? Because he can help you in so many different capacities in your offense. Yeah. I mean, he's so important. Could you imagine if he went down? I feel like this Panthers offense would just be out. It would just uh, be really bad. Um, Great tier for me. You know, I I, I thought about him in the elite tier. Uh, Maybe he will be if he has another season like he did last year, but uh, he's one of the great backs in the league, multifaceted player, uh, very important to, Cam Newton and being that check down guy. And, and I certainly hope that that leads to even more rushing attempts, or even less rushing attempts from Cam Newton. Uh, but uh, I think my concern with McCaffrey is not really with McCaffrey. It's that they don't have anything like him besides him in their backfield. And when he's not on the field, I, I feel like it uh, really, really Dogs can down the offense. It right? does, man. It does. I'm surprised that their, their backups are like Cameron artist Payne, Elijah Holyfield and Jordan Scarlett. It's a, it's a it's a unique situation there. But, yeah, great great player. Could be in that elite tier if we did this next year. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like I said, he was the first one off of the elite tier for me with Ezekiel Elliott right behind him. Uh, New Orleans Saints and Alvin Kamara. Friend, Joe, here's friend the of the show. Take. Friend of the show. Draft Dudes alumni yeah. Alvin Kamara is an elite running back in the NFL. Boy. Is that is it already my turn or what? No, I was just I was hoping for some kind of reaction to the take, and you gave me none. A, a running back that has never had a one thousand yard rushing season, despite playing in at least fifteen games, is an elite running back in the NFL per Kyle Krabs. But Ezekiel Elliott isn't. I yeah, can't deal because, with you because Mark Ingram was a leech on Alvin Kamara's workload and workflow. This dude has 3,100 yards from scrimmage and 31 touchdowns in two years. Despite the fact that he's splitting touches with Mark Ingram to the degree that he is, I think we've only seen Alvin Kamara scratch the surface of what he is. And it's not just the fact that the production's been good when you look at total production per touch and his total production from scrimmage and his touchdowns and scoring from scrimmage. When you really think about 
two years of this sample size, and he had over 1,515 yards from scrimmage each year. And you see just how physically gifted he is and how elusive he is and, and the balance that he has in space. And he's not the most like elite fast guy, but there's other qualities and physical qualities of his games that are elite qualities that make him such an X-factor player that make me covet Alvin Kamara as the second best back, in my opinion, in the NFL. Kyle, I love Alvin Kamara. He's a great player. Uh, he is multifaceted. Love his contact balance. Love his vision. Love how well he catches the football. But you can sit here and look the thousands of draft dudes listeners in the eye and give that reason for putting Alvin Kamara in the elite tier, but Ezekiel Elliott's not there. Joe, Alvin played in 44% of the snaps for the Saints as a rookie. He played in 61% of the snaps for the Saints last year. He's putting that production on the field, and he's hardly on the field half the time. He's barely touched the field on half of his snaps in the Saints in two years, and he has 3,200 yards for scrimmage and 31 touchdowns. So you're discriminating against Zeke because he does that? Because he commands that, that market share? And he put he doesn't – I don't want to say something wrong here. Let me – my producer's doing some research. You go ahead and, and I, get on your soap. I, whatever you I, don't, know, I don't know. I, I think, brother, I love Alvin Kamara. He's a great player. He's one of the best five, ten backs in the league. But how he's in your elite tier and Ezekiel Elliott isn't is something that I cannot understand. I hope your producers figured this out in the time that I've stalled the podcast for you to get it. You know what? Uh, you know what percentage of snaps Ezekiel Elliott's been on the field? Ninety. Two thousand eighteen. Eighty-three percent in twenty eighteen and sixty-eight percent in twenty seventeen because he only played ten games because he was acting like a dumbass off the field. Alvin Kamara has been in fifty percent of the snaps over two seasons, and he has more yards from scrimmage in those two seasons and more touchdowns by a lot than Ezekiel Elliott. I'm sorry that Ezekiel Elliott got three hundred eighty-one touches last year, but again, it's the durability that makes him great. Not Lee. I, I I'm failing to see how that's your how that's the the. It's not hard to understand. Alvin Kamara is a more gifted player who's doing more with less. What is hard to understand with that? I don't, I don't understand discriminating against Ezekiel Elliott because he plays more and commands more of a market share for because, what the Cowboys are doing. It's a different offense. Because he's not, he's not as impressive of a player. If you had Ezekiel Elliott and Alvin Kamara, apply this to your own filter. Okay. And you were like, all right. I really got to negate one of these guys from the game plan. You saying Zeke or, or are you saying Zeke because that's just who the offense is? It, it's the offense. Yeah. I mean, to me, I I would rather – no, God, I'm not going to give you that. I'm not going to give you that. Okay. There you go. That proves my point. <laughs> no, it's the scheme. The scheme and situation matters a lot. This is, this is wild. I, I think I kind of – Got you to see the light there a little bit because you, you stopped. No, because I was going to say something that could be taken very poorly out of context. And I think that the most important thing that matters here is the context of the situations that both of the players are in. And it's not yeah, what they've that's done. That's where it comes down to for me. 
is I'm projecting Alvin into a usage that's more than half of his team's freaking snaps. Let's see it happen this year. Let's see what he does without Mark Ingram. Great. Why don't you go ahead and put him in the jury still out here while you're at it? I got him as a great player. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know, man. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Ronald Jones. Pass. (laughs) Pass. Not for you, huh? No, he's jury still out. He, he deserves another year to prove he can play, but the dude got the yips last year, man. That was crazy, wasn't it? Not even my Jury's turn, but out. yeah. Jury's still out. Yeah. Ronald Jones. All right. We're going to go to the Arizona Cardinals, David Johnson. Um, I don't know how hot takey this is. David's a good back. I don't think David's great back. Uh, David came into the league as a player in Northern Iowa, right? Yeah. And was really impressive early on with his, his ability to impact on all three downs. And then he got hurt. And his bounce back year last year wasn't quite what we were hoping to see. Is there a pathway for David Johnson to work his way back into the great tier of backs? Possibly. But I, he rushed for 3.6 yards per carry last year, and he didn't look the same. So I'm a little more apprehensive with him this or coming into this year than what I was expecting him to be coming back from the injury last year. Yeah, t- last year's tough to measure, you know, obviously with him coming back from injury, but then also just the dynamics of the Arizona Cardinals on a, you know, with a lame duck coach and their offensive coordinator got fired after what, like four games or something like that. The offensive line yeah. sucked. So it's, it's, it's hard to really understand what David Johnson is right now, but I still think, I mean, 1,386 yards from scrimmage and 10 touchdowns, in 16 starts last year, and that offense is pretty impressive to me, at least. Uh, obviously, 2015, 2016, you know, he's in that great tier. So I'm comfortable enough with what I saw in 2018, knowing what I know about him in 2016 and 2015 to put him in the great tier. All right. San Francisco 49ers were operating under the assumption that Jarek McKinnon is the starter. Uh, I think he's. if all goes to plan, he'll probably fall into the same concept as Devonta Freeman, right, where he can be a good back with some really impressive production. Uh, Jarek had a, a career year last year with 991 yards from scrimmage on 201 touches. <laughs> right. So the production is not there, right? Like he has, he has not had the opportunity to really showcase himself, and he's coming into year five. Yeah. So it's like it's now or never for for Drake McKinnon. I ended up slotting him in jury still out, but like this is it. You got to have a big year this year if you're going to finally turn the corner and become a good back in the NFL. Yeah, it's, I got him in jury still out as well, and I think his ceiling is as a good back, and his floor is yeah. probably as a fine rotational back. Right? Like we know he's at least a good rotational player, but as a lead back, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what this looks like with Tevin Coleman now in the fray over there. Uh, they've got that that dude that catches the football. What's his name? Eichler? No, that's uh, Los Angeles. Oh, what the heck's his name? Breida. Matt Breida's over there in San Francisco. It's a pretty crowded backfield, and I think that you're going to wind up seeing him kind of blend in with those guys and use in situations that accentuate his skill set. So I don't know. You know I don't. I, he's getting paid a lot of money, but I don't know that he'll ever be, just from a production standpoint, anything that we talk about is great. So – Jury's still out, but, I mean, he's probably just going to be a good back. Yo, do you remember that time where the Seattle Seahawks drafted Rashad Penny in the first round and then had their seventh-round pick from 2017 rush for 1,100 yards and nine touchdowns the same year? What do you do with that, Kyle? 
I mean, honestly, what do you, what do you do? You you just took this you took this dude in the first round. He's not the best running back on your team, but you took him in the first round in this economy. It's wild. You gotta like you gotta give him a chance to beat, right? <laughs> I mean, you don't have to play him, but you're going to have big-time ego in your face if you don't. Uh, but I, here's the thing. I don't think Chris Carson gives you a reason to not play him either. Yeah, that's true, too. He had, a, he had 1,100 yards and, and over 4.5 yards per carry last year. Right. 1,300 yards from scrimmage. So, uh, jury's still out on Chris Carson. We've seen backs come in and rush for 1,000 yards yeah. before and then not sustain it, right? So, for me, Chris Carson – Game on, brother. You go out, beat Rashad Penny again this year, and you rush for another 1,100 yards. It's time to start talking about you as a good running back in the NFL. Yeah, and I think he has a chance to get there, man. I'm with you. I have him in the jury still out category. Want to see a little bit more because I don't think he has any great traits other than he runs like he's pissed off, right? Like he's a super physical runner, which you love. Uh, How long can he sustain that? What's his market share going to be like in this backfield? He'll be a good player, but what's his momentum? I don't know. I think he's jury's still out. It's the right place to put him at this time. Joe, do you remember that time that Jeff Fisher had Todd Gurley and had him touch the ball 321 times, and he averaged 3.8 yards per touch from scrimmage? Not per carry, per touch That's on crazy. 321. That's crazy. And then the next year, Sean McVay comes in, and Gurley has mm, 22 more touches over the course of, of the season and played in one less game and had almost twice as many yards from scrimmage and had more than three times as many touchdowns? Scheme matters, brother. Yes, it does. Listen, Todd, I'm scared about the knee. Everybody I'm really is. scared about the knee. You know, when you trade up for Daryl Henderson, that gets my attention. And because of that, and only because of that, Gurley's in the great tier, not in the elite tier. If I knew I was getting the Todd Gurley that played the last two years and that – he was going to be around for another two or three years and that we didn't have to worry about this drop-off. And this is wild. Todd is 24 still. He's not even 25 years old yet. But he also has over 1,000 career rushes in the NFL already. So the tread on the tires is heavy. And that scares me. The fact that the knee was such a big issue down the stretch scares me. The fact that the Rams traded up scares me. And for that, that uncertainty, those questions, drop him out of the elite tier for me. Yeah, same, same here. I wrestled with the exact same stuff you did. He's in the great tier. If you believe that he was okay moving forward, you put him in the elite tier. But that what they picked that the, the Daryl Henderson pick just scares the crap out of me when when I think about Todd Gurley moving forward. So great back if he's healthy. We know he can be an elite player. I hope he is. Yeah, me too. He's fun, man. Great, super fun player. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the tier makers. If you have any topics you'd like us to tackle next week on tier maker two or uh, tier maker Thursday, sorry, almost took takes on takes away from me, Joe. <laughs> tier maker Thursday, tweet at us. Joe is at the Joe Marino. I'm at grinding the tape. And we look forward to talking to you guys again on Monday. Thanks as always for listening to the draft dudes podcast. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.